Hello, and welcome to episode 151, no longer special, of the Book Wars pod. Another happy landing. You're always special to me, Chris. Thank you. Miranda's my favorite for this episode. Hey. That's not new. That's not... I think it might be new. (laughs) Don't tell me. I was going to say, wait, Rana, who is my... Is she my favorite usually? I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> this is news to shit. me. I'm just talking shit. I don't know. I didn't know we were keeping favorite shit. <laughs> well, now now I'm gonna start thinking about who's my favorite every episode. Um, I don't like it. It's okay. The answer is always Orca. It's true. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm here as always by Rana Miranda and Kristen, and. You're We're here by. Excited. You just said I'm here by. I'm here Don't by. worry, we are still. Yeah. You know what? Instead Thank of I'm joined coming. by. Bye. This has been the Book Wars Pod. <laughs> I am joined here by. You know when you're um, like reading and you skip over a word and you have to go back? Well, I just did that while I was speaking. So I know that's why I was like, I thought we were did. just gonna let it go. Honestly, <laughs> oh, I honestly was short circuiting. I just see. <laughs> I was gonna say if y'all hadn't called me on it, nobody would have noticed. Nobody listens. That's true. <laughs> um, we are Jasper's starting. in the frame. Jasper is in the frame. <laughs> He's so cute with his little white stripe and his little ears. Top of oh. his fuzzy little ears. Jasper. Um, we are hereby starting the higher public <laughs> today. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was going to say, all right, cool. We're all excited <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, so we're reading Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. Uh, basically part one. Yes, part one? Yes. Yes, Not part basically one. basically part one. No, you're right. Exactly part, part unless, one. <laughs> it's like, unless somebody lied to me, I was pretty sure that's how much. Well, it says start we through part two on the outline, so I was like, <laughs> so I had to, had to improv it a little bit. <laughs> okay, technically that's what it is. <laughs> through the start, but the word through implies. Uh, yeah, how do you use hyphens usually? <laughs> It's, it's not don't. generally. They're usually inclusive. Keeks had to put together this whole thing, and now we're all like roasting her for the <laughs> latest fine. grammatical error. Here, ready? I'm gonna fix it in the outline. I think the listeners can really appreciate our outline edits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Um, before I we start, re- we read part one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, for for doing that, you get to go first. In the what are we drinking phase? Oh, um, I had. I'm eating ice cream. That's what I am having tonight. Nice. I'm continuing to do dry January, so I am eating much more ice cream than usual. <laughs> what type of I ice cream is something. it? Uh, it's mint chocolate chip Tillamook. Um, oh, I always ooh. approve of mint ice cream. Yeah, me too. And I found. Uh, I really, really. I've tried a lot of different mint chocolate chip ice creams. I really like the size of the chips. And this one, and they don't dye it green, which is always a plus. Um, <laughs> it's really creamy. So, 10 out of 10 like for the Tillamook. Creamy. I like it. I'll have to look it up. It's I a creamery in chip. Oregon. I was, I was, I'm yeah, with we you, have Burb. them here. Oh, good. Yeah, Love yeah, you. we have Tillamook here. Burb, I'm with you. I like it when it's green because I'm a fucking yeah, savage. It's, it's so fun. Like, it's, it's like, you how know, green are we talking though? Like, Talenti green or like Friendly's green? You know? Friendlies does not exist in the rest of the country. Never mind. I was gonna. I say, know about I'm friendlies. Not, I'm not You're fine. <laughs> I know about okay. friendlies. Fine. You're don't good. Say, I don't know. That's the last time I saw some friendlies ice cream. Okay, you're not from. It's fine. They, they're in Maryland when they exist. Yeah, they're right? the East Coast. Yeah, we're 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 a Turkey Hill family, man. Mm, true. <laughs> My oh, point well, is like, just like friendlies ice cream is too green. Sure. At that point, like it's mostly food coloring. But That's yeah, fair. I don't mind me some food coloring. Yeah, I didn't mind. Th- I don't mind the Talenti. It's I so I used like the Mediterranean decent. mint one tastes a little bit like toothpaste to me. Fair. Um, and I love all things mint, but the peppermint one is so good. And honestly, I will still eat the one that tastes a little bit minty or toothpastey because like it's still mint and chocolate. So mm-hmm. there you go. Very fair. Uh, twin two. What are you drinking? <laughs> 
Uh, I am almost done with this Sprite. I got some water over there. Nice. I, I had a couple beers earlier. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to maybe sober up a little bit because I just feel like in a weird in-between. Mm. And also, you know how like if you have a couple and then you kind of stop, like you do not want anymore. Yeah, that's true. So I got the Sprite and I got some water. Nice. For those who don't know, he called her a twin too because both Burb and Keeks, apparently, maybe all of Portland, I don't know, uh, have, of course, their typical glasses and then the same Migration Brewing Company shirt. So there's That's a third, true. There's Small a third sample one size. Of our, yeah, there's a third one of our friends that also has this sweater <laughs> that you're wearing today. Yes. Like she's wear- that friend's oh, wearing it today. I doubt that she's wearing it. Today. Okay, she I was like, how do you know job. what your friends wear all the time? Oh no, I just mean there's like a, another person yeah. we know. <laughs> there's a group text where you coordinate outfits every day. Yes, but no, Rana, you're correct. Statistically, all of Portland is wearing the sweatshirt based on it. Our could study. be. I would have no idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm not there. Na- I'm pretty sure Nate Silver told me all of Portland's wearing the same sweatshirt. <laughs> and we know he's always right about stats. That's true. <laughs> how far he's fallen. Yeah, right? God damn. That's that's I could do a whole episode on that. Um Rana, what are you drinking? I am drinking um I think I might have had this one when I first was on the pod, maybe not. Um, but if you don't have an encyclopedic memory of every drink we've all ever had, then I'm then happy why to not? share it again. Why not? <laughs> uh this is from Avery Brewing. It's their Night Warden. It's a whiskey barrel aged stout, eight point two percent, and it says Brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, imported specially malted barley. I don't know what the difference is between, well, I guess one of them is not imported specially and one of them is. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I just can't read. It's imported specialty malted barley. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> sorry. I'm really tired. I, I fell asleep for like five straight minutes at five o'clock when I went to go pet my dog and I like <laughs> set an alarm just in case because I was so tired and I was like oh this will just be my like time to get up and walk the dog alarm and then I, I was waking up from like a dream <laughs> it's like oh so I'm real tired anyways um let's see if I can read brewed with Rocky Mountain water malted barley imported specialty malted barley malted wheat oats hops and yeast and it does not have any other description, but it is delicious. Avery has the best barrel aged shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm gonna get you lit. <laughs> yeah, one one beer. It's like not. eight point something. Oh, I had a ten percent beer oh, last God. weekend. So, yeah, no, I um, it's delicious. Yeah, I, I'll drink it slowly. I promise. And then I still have. Um, maybe this means nothing to anyone but Chris, but I still have two beers from when we went to Avery after our first vaccines and, um, or second vaccines. And I went and got, um, we all got all the specialty beers like mm-hmm. in, I don't know, April or something. I still have two that are waiting. Man, still you, you got to get on those. No, but they're like, it's like super stout aged. ones. And yeah, and they're in a dark little corner and I'm going to drink them this winter. One of them is maple flavored. So I'm trying to save it for maple season. Mm, that's fair. I think I had that mm. one. It was very, I, I think I had it and I think I had it like at the brewery and it was very out of season. <laughs> one of them is like 15 something percent. So I won't have that one on the pot <laughs> or maybe I will and it'll be. Really uh, you absolutely should. We could have a real fun time. It'll be yeah. like that time that I poured myself like a triple of tequila by accident. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good time. Or the time I took a gummy and it hit halfway through. <laughs> I was not aware of that time. <laughs> oh, you, you hit were it not well. here yet. <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay. Uh, I remember back when we first started the pod, it was like first time I was on, like I was like early in my days of being on antidepressants and I took, and it was also like, I think the first time I'd taken an Ativan and my dosage that was prescribed and it was they it was like as needed. So it wasn't a big deal, but it was like the dosage that was prescribed to me was entirely too high. <laughs> so i just got so high for the pod he was on another <laughs> planet i was like we have to end the podcast well, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> for star wars podcast yeah i remember that so oh, clearly sorry, because i kate was like sitting there and just like is he okay is this, <laughs> is this recorded somewhere can i hear it yeah, I, mean, I don't remember what the episode it was, but it's Listen real. Listen to the entire back catalog of <laughs> at the Book Wars podcast. You know, when I first joined com. the pod, I really would have done that. I was like so invested, and now I'm like, ooh, let's finish the reading three hours before we record. 
No, now that's, now you've, you've brought it to the level that the rest of us are at. <laughs> yeah, I'm no longer reading background material. <laughs> Never going to happen. Yeah. You were lucky I look up the the species that I'm not fully aware of. Like, that's that's the most effort oh, I've that's, ever Oh, that's a lot of effort. I just figure Chris will say something eventually. <laughs> this... I need the mental image, you know? Yeah. This I need a... I need the mental image, and I also need like voice. I need to have voices in my head of, mm. of what they sound like to keep them straight. What do they sound like? <laughs> that that we can that can be a wrap up question. That can be a wrap up question. I mean, it's it's basically like fan casting, but for voices, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm listening to the audiobook, so I can't. So I can't. she so you can don't tell have us that problem. What they yeah. Sound like. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, it's they always use like kind of the same few people to do all of the voices, and I'm like, this is not helpful for me. I think we need a bonus episode of Kristen doing her best impersonations of each character in every Star Wars audiobook. Everyone, everyone tweet us if you want to see that. (laughs) Please don't make me know if we had. If we get enough tweets, we'll make her do it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all of that to say, hopefully, if there are pronunciation questions, I can help. Usually I can't help with them because I don't put together what you guys write on the outline and then what I know the name has. Okay, but but, we'll try to get there. Okay, but my favorite thing is that the name of the Nile leader, who we have not met yet, um, okay, is spoilers is consistently pronounced incorrectly in all the audio works. So that's what I was going to say. Is every audio book I've ever listened to, like, okay, that's a lie. I don't really listen to a lot of them, but sometimes I get really aggravated when I listen to an audio book because I'll be like, okay, I've heard like the author reference a character and that's clearly not how their name is said and then they say it this way in the audiobook and it just makes me want to throw whatever i'm listening to it on out of a window which is especially inconvenient because i'm usually listening to audiobooks in the car so anyways chris what are you drinking um i'm drinking nothing i had a glass of water and then i drank it and now we're here so i'm exciting you better hope we all uh share the load of talking or else you're gonna wish you had more water i I know i really am (laughs) train orca Oh, well, I was going to say I could text Kate to bring me more water, but we all know she wouldn't do that. <laughs> all right. So, Kristen. Do you, oh, wait, no, with the cause. Sorry. Uh, so, for this book. Uh, <laughs> wow. I had, a, I had a good joke. Don't worry about tonight. it. Um, for our, our cause for this book is for everybody to uh, just go donate blood and donate to your local food banks um, just because... There are shortages of both of those things right now, um, and local organizations are generally the best place to find them. Um, if Red Cross does blood drives in your state, they blood drives are like the one thing that you can give to them, and they can't spend it other places, so that's good. Um, uh, or if you have local organizations that do that, that's good too. But yeah, so just ways to to give back. Yeah, and if you cannot donate blood for reasons uh food banks so great so local yeah but like give them money don't just like throw food at them because they always have like more food than they just give them the money no one needs that canned pumpkin that you accidentally bought the sweetened version of two years ago yes pay them um all right so now Kristen, would you like to ask our foundational question yeah when and where are we so glad you asked Kristen. (laughs) Uh, we are, as viewers may know, 200 years before the Skywalker saga. So roughly 200 years before Phantom Menace, specifically. Would um, you say that we're in the High Republic era? Yes! <laughs> God. And it's that the worst bad. because Yoda's answer- still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that. I would indeed, Burb. Rana, you look like you had a thought. No, it was just a rude criticism. Um, or I was just going to say, because you said, as viewers may know. Oh. And I was just curious to know if they were viewing the podcast or movie viewers or book viewers or readers. I was a little yes. bit confused. Oh, viewers of anything. <laughs> if you're viewing anything, if you're viewing it in your mind's eye, if you are, if you are somebody who doesn't have sight, you're, you're, that counts as being a viewer. Oh, God, it's one of those days. Um, So anyway, as I said, we're 200 years in the past. Uh, Kristen has given up on us and turned off her video. Uh, And it's a very different galaxy, I think it's fair to say. 
Yeah, I've got some feelings on it that we will get to, but like it's 200 years in the past. It's in the outer rim in this section. And like I thought the outer rim was kind of sketchy in you know the the Anakin era. Yeah, it is worse now, like a lot. <laughs> uh so my my thing my thing with this being 200 years in the past is that there seems to have been like some rapid 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 development between then and now um the <laughs> by which i mean <laughs> the star war as we know it uh y'all y'all picking up what i'm putting down i am no mm-hmm. that's that's a good <laughs> i don't know how to i don't know how to put it um, no that's a good topic but yeah if you see like obviously you know this is going to be something that's explored more as we go through the book but like hyperlane hyperspace lanes seem kind of sketch she you know like there's definitely um i think it's in that first chapter where it's uh about the the lady the captain on the ship that goes it falls apart spoilers um it's only the first like two pages it's okay exactly <laughs> but you know she she has a comment about like yeah there are you know things that like the hyperspace lane prospectors or whatever haven't gotten to yet and even on you know this like very commonly traveled route like yeah you're probably okay and it's yeah, like they're... sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's it's 200 years between that and the taxation of trade routes. Yeah, I was I was going to say I think there are a couple different references to how even if you're a good pilot, you might not know like it's too risky to go in certain parts of hyperspace. You might not know where you're going to pop out and all of that. I, I found very interesting. Though I suppose in the grand scheme of like not that no, you know what? I'm not going to make that point because it would have made no sense. It vaguely <laughs> formed a shape in my brain and my mouth was like, "Bitch, stop." So, I'm going to I'm a mute. Yeah, there's a there's a comment in um A New Hope about like the the calculations and like we don't want to end up wherever, but it's like, oh, okay, sure. And then you look at this and I'm like, if they get the calculations wrong, they're going to like run into something. For sure. Yeah. And they do. Ba, ba, ba. Even with their calculations being right. Like this is true. But yeah, no, it is interesting because and yeah there's as as one might expect there's going to be a lot more talk about hyperspace and what caused this and 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 all that um but like nobody knows how hyperspace works at this point like even even less so than than in the it's not like dustin crops era of the galaxy um which like no evidence that crops have ever been dusted on tatooine but i digress uh but they have on these two moons they have on the moons of which the, have the worst names, bad names, worst fucking names. <laughs> as soon as they got introduced, I immediately texted Miranda <laughs> laughing about it. It's just like, come on, be creative. Oh, no, no creativity allowed here. For those who are not reading the book and are listening because they want to drive off of the road, um, uh, that's a reference to the time that actually happened to a listener. But also, like, maybe you're just in misery. Anyways, the point is. Um, they're fruited and rooted because they're harvest moons, uh, yeah. not a Neil Diamond reference, but like legitimately moons on which they are harvesting. And also they host billions of people, but fruited and rooted just you fucking know? hilarious. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and like, we can't talk because our moon's name is the moon, but like her name is Luna. How do we not have an audio bite of that snow moon? Wow. <laughs> Audio bite's not a word. Just pretend it is. Sound bite. Is Chomp, chomping on the audio. I'm so tired. God, I'm so tired that my brain went to the fucking I think you should leave. He's eating all your points. He's eating all your audio. I don't remember that one. I'll have to rewatch it. Oh, it's 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 great. It's when, it's when Chunky eats his points. Anyway. Um, so, Yes. Uh, Miranda, to your point about it only being 200 years ago, I am 
I am of two minds on this. Because on the one hand, I agree with you. You would think that it would be closer to what we see. But on the other hand, in like 15 years, the Empire like erases all evidence of the society that came before it. It's true, but I, I mean, that's with like a whole propaganda machine, right? Like this is thousands of years of you know, progress and innovation in a world, worldwide galaxy. That's how that works. Um, in a whole ass galaxy. And I think when um, details of the High Republic first came out, part of me really wished that um, we were setting this earlier. Yeah. Like 200 years didn't seem like that much in the grand scheme of things. And looking at this, I'm like, you know, there, there's mention of, like, hey, this Bacta thing sounds cool. That might be helpful in the future. And, like, 200 years, which is a fair time for the Bacta thing, but it just seems so established. Yeah, I hear that. I also was thinking, I mean, I know there's not a lot of information on, like, indigeneity in Star Wars, but there is no way that people from the planets that are good possibilities for growing Bacta do not already know how to use it properly and are not already saying, oh, come on, all right. But I get it. I get it was about the implementation in these worlds to harvest it with the algae farms and everything, but still, I was just like, all right, this is cool. Fine. Settle our colonialism in space. I mean, that's the whole point of the, the film it's, and movie, and I, my brain is broken. Can we cut that? It's the whole thing. It's the Republic. They're, they're going... Yeah. Exactly. I'm, the Republic's going across the Empire. Um, I was trying to say the word story when I said film and movie, but I meant story of greater Star Wars canon. There we go. Go ahead, Burb. Yeah, no, it's like the, the Republic is expanding to everywhere. The whole thing is kind of colonialism, except that people seem to like the Republic. It's a little culty because they're always like, we are all the Republic. Um but a, a message got across from the government? Yeah, that's really interesting to me of how there are a couple of references of, oh, people, um, you know, there are always people who want to avoid the High Republic or who want to avoid, um, you know, and want to be in the Outer Rim. But I agree definitely about the, the cultiness, like when it's said a lot right before people die, um, which I, I guess you want to belong to your society and you want your society to belong to you in so on but it is very different than anything that i can recall in star wars canon um i don't know if i'm forgetting a major thing but yeah it's it's fascinating to see everyone whether they're like a um you know lay person on a ship getting messages across or doing things for or someone who uh you might expect to believe in the republic is all of them just keep saying over and over again we are we're all the republic Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to think of um Something similar, possibly in other media. But, I mean, it, it's kind of the same as what we see in the Skywalker ser- Saga series uh, with May the Force Be With You. It's said as, like, a parting thing and a, hey, we got to do this mission thing. And, like, it's very weird. Yeah. It is. You can tell it. You can for sure tell it's a different era. It's an era that there's been peace, for one thing. Like, there aren't sides as much you know and obviously that can never be entirely true because even science fiction can't envision of a truly classless world but like and, and we're gonna find that out to... we're gonna find that out with denial <laughs> and and some of the havoc that they wreak in the outer rim but like it is you know good times breed uh camaraderie in a way that is uh and especially in times where there's more to like where there's more resources being discovered and there's more opportunity and like the myth of opportunity i mean like this fucking american dream that fucked us all over and made poor people think they're millionaires um but like i don't know i feel like i had a point and i lost it but you know what i'm saying sure Sorry for not yeah. being. Mu- Sorry for not muting. I forgot I wasn't <laughs> muted and just a big sneeze. It was so funny. <laughs> also, Burb, I was I, I I've been googling while you two were talking about uh, 
the period of time that is 200 years and how much oh. technology advances. In the 1820s. <laughs> I was just thinking about this. I'm glad I was you're just actually thinking putting about like this facts too. into it. Uh, the steam engine was one of the latest and greatest technological improvements. Uh, the world's first electromagnet was created in 1824. And the world's first prototype of a computer and by computer i mean a manual hand crank little series of gears and numbers to compute equations sure and that that is something that i was thinking about but also like the republic has way more resources than we do on this shitty planet and like once you really get into um like technology and stuff it advances very rapidly it's interesting because technology advances in the world of Star Wars, but I feel like ethics and morals do not. Whereas, like, if we think about the 1820s, the general mind frame of people in power throughout most of the world, but especially in the United States, was just, like, based in bigotry and, e- like, genuine, like, evil, like, owning human beings and all sorts of things. And so I think it's, like, fascinating that we don't see in 200 years much of a change of that in the actual Star Wars morals and ethics, it's like, well, people got a little bit worse. Well, uh, Yoda's not in charge yet. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he is, though. That's the weird part. Um, thankfully, there's not a ton of Yoda in this book. Our feelings on Yoda are, are quite clear and part of the record. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I I guess the only thing I would say in response to that is, like, the the jump in certain things, like, Bacta in particular, going from nobody fucking knows what it is to it is completely ubiquitous and not even scarce um, is definitely quite a jump. But technology does advance exponentially. Like it is like, what's the something's law? Yeah, I think it's like Moore's law where it's like Moore's law. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the amount of connections or I, I don't do technology, but the amount of like connections on a computer chip like increases like by 10 like by a factor of 10 every year or something um yeah and so it's it's that it doubles every two years doubles every two years yeah the number so exactly of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles about every two years and that was uh coined in 1965 there you go yeah but the thing is like my thing with this they clearly the republic is together like they're not super in the outer rim but, you know, largely the core, the mid-rim, like, it's kind of, you know, under the Republic. And there are some hyperspace lanes, and I understand that part is going to take a while. Um, But even that, like, they have to have had these in place for at least some significant period of time. Because you don't just fly from Coruscant to the mid-rim. Like, you can't do that on real time unless you want to die on the way. Um, just because you get old. Um, like, we went, again, this is not the same, but we went from, like, a beach in North Carolina to the fucking moon in under 70 years. Yeah. And since then, uh, we're all carrying around our little iPhones. We're making a podcast, which is exponentially more technology than they had when they shot people into space are we making a podcast great question, question not yeah. we as four individuals but i guess we as society might yeah. be accurate as a species humanity makes podcasts <laughs> but yeah no you're absolutely right burb and i think another part of this that we haven't really gotten to because we haven't met chancellor so in person yet is like speaking of the moon and like kennedy and obama and those times Everybody wants to be part of the Republic when they like who's leading it, you know? Mm-hmm. Every, everybody wanted to be American or friends of Americans in the first, you know, few years of Obama. Like, after Bush, like, everybody was like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, this, we're part of this brave new world. Like, it's he fantastic. He to tie his shoes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the bar was not high. But, but it is, you know, there is the, that sense of camaraderie also comes from um, charismatic leadership as well and i think that you know as we will i think it i I think it is going to become more clear but like the whole we are all the republic thing is that that is lena so's like 
essentially like campaign slogan. Yeah. So it like it's it's that's also a big part of it. Yeah, but she's clearly charismatic enough to have it spread. I mean, mostly it's like people who work. It's people who work for the Republic. So like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But that's true. It's the military and the Jedi all being like, "We are all the Republic." Yes, no, quite literally. Yeah, (laughs) that's it's true. This 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 meeting of uh, leaders of Republic Worlds all got together and said, "We are all the Republic in a show of unity." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's an excellent point. Yeah, I think I think part of me being annoying about these technology things is I I really wished it had been said a little further in the past. Yeah, I. It, it's always it's always felt too close. I agree. I I agreed at first. Mm-hmm. And I want us to come back to that question after we read this book and this whole like first phase of the higher public. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be proven wrong. Yeah, because well, um, no, because I absolutely thought that too, and I'm I'm not sure if I still feel like that. And there's there's definitely stuff that we're gonna talk about. Cool. Sorry, I'm just making a note so I won't forget. Um, oh my god, he made it. Um. I just have, I think you should leave on the brain right now because when we were talking, like Miranda, when you were like, yeah, we have like, we went from that like big, like manual computer to like phones in our pockets. I just, again, went to, I think you should leave with, instead of looking at porn on our computers, we watch it on our phones. Did you steal some shirts while you were at it? All the suits that I can carry. (laughs) God, why is that show so good? Um, All right. I know I need to go to bed, but I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> I, I'm never gonna tell you not to. Uh, just stop recording. Just go watch it now. It would be better for everyone. Really. Um. So let's talk about as 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 makes sense for a book titled "Light of the Jedi." Let's talk about the Jedi. So it's a different time. I think it's fair bit. to say. Um. In the Skywalker saga. Anakin Skywalker is the most powerful Jedi to ever live, and he can make things go push with his hand. And in the High Republic, all the Jedi in the entire galaxy can come together to move a hurtling spaceship away from exploding an entire solar system. <laughs> so it does take two tries. Take, you know what? You're so right. You're As so- a side note, where is it going now? Like, I thought that's what we were leading with in the next couple chapters, and then I realized it was something else. But I was like, okay, but it's still going somewhere. I think, like, Or is it just in orbit of the sun forever and ever until it ultimately directly. gets pulled in and I, also explodes? I think, I think the implication is that space is so vast that, like, it will keep going forever until it, you know... Through it's various interactions with the gravity slows down arrives in front or, of like, it again. hits an asteroid or just stops. Or just circles all the way somewhere. back around and hits Coruscant. Who knows? Yeah, don't worry about it. It didn't hit the sun, so we're good. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> this is how I feel about like all sorts of things in life. It's got to go somewhere. It's a philosophical question. <laughs> that sounded question. weirdly sexual. I didn't mean it that way. I meant like <laughs> what I was thinking about in my head were like fillers, but then I didn't want to be disrespectful because I have no issue with people getting fillers. But my question is, where do they go? Where do they go? Oh, they go nice. Somewhere. There's like some hyaluronic acid that gets absorbed into your skin. Whatever, it doesn't matter. If if you're if you'd like to have this conversation with me, please message me. Those Not in a weird too way big for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a different time. The Force is, and I and I think there is, you know, as 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 our local Stanikin on the pod, uh, feral raccoon. Yep, <laughs> just just the best raccoon. Um. I think that there is an argument to be made that the difference is less in the mastery of the Force and more in how ascendant the light side of the Force is. Hmm, I like that. Because, obviously, Avar Chris out here being like, hold my tiara, I'm the best Jedi in the world. Um, but, the but like, all the Jedi are incredibly powerful. Like, even Bell Zedifar, who is perfect and can do no wrong and is an angel... Um, as we will find out, uh, talks about, you know, having this similar visualization of connecting to the force and like it feeling like a raging inferno inside him. And like, that's not really something we get 
anywhere in the Skywalker saga. Okay, I was going to ask you about this, Chris, because I loved that part of what we've read so far. I loved all of the imagery around what the Force looks like for the different Force users. I loved all of the, like, that one line that you're referencing where he says that, like, he taps into the Force and it's like a candle flame. And then as he uses it more and connects with it more, it turns into a raging inferno. Like, that language was fantastic to me. And I was trying to remember... I was like, maybe I need to go back and read. Um, I always want to call it Master and Commander, Master and Apprentice again. Like, <laughs> uh, but I couldn't remember seeing that sort of visualization of the Force in such an interesting way. Um, and I was going to ask you about where else we've seen that because it was new to me, and I thought it was awesome. I yeah, I kind of was thinking that like this. We we ha- really haven't seen it. You know, it's yeah. like we kind of get like, oh, the Force, but. Like, we get descriptions from multiple people of how their visualization of the Force manifests within, like, um, what's the lady's name? Avar Chris? Avar? Avar Chris, yes. Avar Chris. She's like, yeah, so it's music. And she just, like, hears it, and, like, it, it's all bright and shit, and it, it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's, like, the first really in-depth look that we get. Um, at like the forces connection with force users. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with that. And Rana, to answer your question, at least in canon, I don't think we've ever seen something like that before. Okay, awesome. That's what I was thinking, but I obviously have not read all of the books the pod has, so didn't know. For yeah, sure. I mean, you know, there's moments where like somebody will have like this moment of like connect where they feel even more connected to the force than ever before um but this level of visualization and like it being something that you can call upon to that extent consistently the way that you know someone like avar or will meet Loden great storm and elzar man and and stellan geos and all these other people who visualize it in their own ways um that is frankly unheard of in the skywalker saga and it you know it's kind of a throwaway line in in miranda's favorite movie attack of the clones but, like, Mace Windu says, we need to inform the Senate that we are losing our ability to see future events through the Force. And, you know, the, the shadow of the dark side is never more apparent than when you see a galaxy fully without it. I'm so glad that you mentioned that line because it kept popping up when I was reading it. it was like, and is there some other line or is there also something about, like, that our ability to use the force has lessened or something like that. Like there's some, reference. I think, no, I, I think that's the line and I got it wrong. Yeah. Oh, Aha! I never thought I'd correct Chris. Yes. On a movie. I've barely, I like my least seen. Well, second least seen Phantom Menace. No, I lied. Forgot about the sequel trilogy. Never mind. Um, <laughs> anyways, my point is like, I kept coming back to that line in my head as I was reading, because I cannot imagine any of these things other than, maybe getting into that fortress happening in any of the the skywalker saga yeah yeah like it's like the equivalent of like trying to lift you know a massive amount of weight on earth and then and tearing re- your hamstring and tearing no, your hamstring kidding, <laughs> and then realizing that the standard is actually moon gravity yeah exactly wild yeah so it is it is interesting to see and and i and i also think it is potentially fair to say and we'll get into this more too as we as we see more work with padawans and how jedi masters are, are training them but i think it also comes into how jedi are being trained and you don't see necessarily well what the jedi are being trained well oh y- yes <laughs> i mean yeah honestly like you know we'll like i said we'll get into it with more details but there's an openness and a freeness in allowing people to connect to the force in their own way that, as you would think of it, will naturally lead to better results for people. And you don't have the dogma the again from the from the movies, the narrow dogmatic view of the Jedi. You don't that doesn't feel apparent. Like I'm like I'm trying to imagine Yoda being like, and the force in the Skywalker saga, like Dagobah Yoda being like and the force can be anything you want it to be. Like, <laughs> no. He's going to hit you with a cane and, like, correct you. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah, this... I've, re- I've only read this book, but I am so excited 
to see what kind of Jedi shit we continue to get in the High Republic. Because, like, even just this section, this is the ideal of what the Jedi are and what the Jedi should be. Like, that's peacekeeping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They also seem more self-aware, ironically, despite being more powerful. Um, They have a reference where they say something like, well, we're not gods, we're Jedi, but we're not gods. And, like, they recognize that they exist using the Force at sort of the will of the Force and lots of things where there's a little bit more humility and self-awareness than we see later. Mm -hmm. And they have a a much better and healthier relationship with the Republic as well. Absolutely. And with with the Republic's military, for sure. You know, there's there's a, a line in one of the Avar Chris sections where you know it's like she she's on the the ship and there's the captain of the ship and like he kind of seeds everything over to her because he's like i'll send my little flyboys out but like you're the jedi and this is jedi shit right now like they're not she's not a general right she's just a really good jedi who's on this space boat and she's here to help yeah as a side note i love when they get referred to as space wizards (laughs) <laughs> I think that's what they call them. Is that what they call them? Not yeah. space wizards, yeah, force yeah. wizards, yeah. something like that. Yeah, space. The rest it of the galaxy, they're just time. like us. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing like Gandalf with a. Sorry, I just got attacked by the eraser for my dry erase board. Um, I'm picturing like Gandalf with one of those like cheesy Halloween costume, like celestial patterns in his outfit instead. That's what I yes. see when I see a space wizard. Yes, I agree. Love it love it but yeah so like and we see and this moment i think it's also fair to say because like you know part one ends with that very foreboding chapter of the nile attack and we're going to obviously talk a lot more about the nile and the threat that they pose in a literal but also a uh kind of a spiritual sense for the jedi but like Mm -hmm. the hetzel attack is like potentially the high point of the jedi in this era and and we'll we'll go into it, but like you talk about Miranda about how they're actually peacekeepers. It's easy to be a peacekeeper when the galaxy's at peace. It sure is. The galaxy wasn't at fucking war when Anakin was born. That's all I'm saying. But this, th- <laughs> sorry, this might be- sorry, I just interpreted that as we weren't at war when you got here, Anakin, but we are now. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this might be a, a, a wrap-up topic, but I do... So, like you mentioned, like the, the part one kind of ended on a really foreboding note. First of all, both of my points, if they are actual points, are going to be related to kind of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, with every chapter, we get, you know, chapter whatever, this amount of time until impact. Uh, and so it's going and like we're, you know, th- every chapter, there's a little less time, right? And so then we're seeing them try to kind of increase these efforts. And like we know they're running against the clock. They know it, but they don't know the specifics of the clock. Um, and so you think like this whole fucking thing's going to blow, but then it's a different one. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the pacing of this. At first, I thought, whoa, that started fast, and then it got faster, um, which, of <laughs> course, matches the idea of this like thing getting closer and closer. Um, I really loved just diving into the plot, and I, I'm sure it's just setting things up in a way I'm not aware of yet, where like we think it's the plot, but really it's setting things up. But that being said, yeah, I, I really have enjoyed the pace so far, and um, I will say that I felt naming that group Nile seemed a little bit spot on, but um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I, I've been a, a big fan so far of the way things are paced and set up, and I'm excited. I want to read all the other ones in the trilogy, because there's tr- a whole trilogy, right? Uh, oh, it's it's more than a trilogy. It's a whole series of everything. Uh, but does Charles Soule have a trilogy? No. No. Okay. He's I don't written, know what the fuck I'm talking so about. So of the adult novels, he wrote the first, Kevin Scott wrote the second, and then Claudia Gray wrote the third, which just came out. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, but then yay there's also for the YA Claudia Gray one, though. She's great. That's going to be... Yeah, get ready for a sadness. <laughs> um, I just finished it over the weekend, so... Um, but yes, I completely agree, Rana. And then the other thing about the Jedi that, again, we're going to see a little bit more of this, 
but like the whole concept of letting go and like we are we are but you know tools of the force we are we are luminous beings is they're they're really living it much more here than they were before like in this think about it you're just a jedi on a random system in the middle of the galaxy and all of a sudden you get fucking spidey sense from avar (laughs) chris being like i need you to think really really fucking hard right now and you're like all right let's do it and you think so hard you fucking die and you're cool with it (laughs) yeah the the selflessness of the jedi really i think comes out in this section and obviously what we previously had to go off of with the jedi as an institution slash cult um it was there in theory but like there's a lot of weird politics and i think chris you said this earlier but like this the jedi are stronger here in the high republic there's this is like the most of them we've ever seen except for that one scene in attack of the clones on geonosis when uh they cut jango fett's head off like there's so many like hundreds of them yes yeah yeah they're, they're just all there and it's like i don't know who the fuck any of these people are they just showed up what you don't know now... you don't know my best friend dinosaur jedi <laughs> that's his name <laughs> it's it's dino hyphen sore except sore is spelled like with a z somewhere yeah. It's an S-Z-O-R-R. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, damn it, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, Speaking being on the Jedi, nose, oh, I'm a gun yeah, die begs never, to differ. Not in this universe. <laughs> Speaking of everyone dying, um, I mean, by everyone dying, that's not what we said at all, but just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant to say was, you mentioned all the Jedi dying, and that really surprised me. Um, not, I mean, I wasn't surprised they died. I figured someone died, but what surprised me was the like way it was so casual. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it would say like so and so was on top of a pole and fell twenty meters and died, uh, and blah, blah blah, and then just like casual. Oh, it's a little bit harder for us now to push this thing out of the way. It gives me the impression that there are so many Jedi that it's not the end of the world when you lose a few. Yeah, and but obviously also- that's going to be real different in a couple centuries. I, what I think is weird, and maybe it's a strength of you know the kind of core tenets of the jedi order is that avar chris is feeling all of this like these are her friends and she's like oh there goes another one no attachments it's like it's like god damn i will say as a side note i felt really bad for anyone else on the ships the three ships that crashed because the jedi were flying them and then averted their attention and i guess didn't park or whatever or didn't like get an autopilot like you could have flicked two switches it's i that one i wasn't super impressed by those three deaths but also they must have had a whole crew yeah no i i really the jedi fucking flying around essentially in like plastic bubbles with jets on them is is a questionable decision it's very funny though especially when you like picture them in their weird force trance when they're all yeah using it to move this giant fucking shit of tibana gas and, like, I imagine, you know, like, their eyes kind of glaze over, and they're just still flying. Yeah. Just zoom, zooming along. And also, like, in this, again, we're going to get a lot more of the Padawans, but the Padawans get to do shit here. Like, Bell is doing shit alongside Loden, even if he's not always doing it up to the standard he wants to be. He is doing it. <laughs> Buriaga, who is the best character in Star Wars... Um, bar none, uh, except maybe Anakin. Uh, but no, Buryaga's better than Anakin. Buryaga's the new apple of my eye. Um, but like, he is, again, on this mission, like, being like, no, we need to change the plan. We can't do this. This level of responsibility is, like, imagine fucking 20-year-old Anakin doing all this shit and not having people glaring at him. well it's interesting because on one hand i was offended for um my brain is failing for bariaga because they were like oh he he just doesn't know how to control his emotions like it's fine just ignore him and then thankfully his um i always hate the term jedi master but 
uh, his masters then is like, no, actually, I uh, actually like, listen, he's right. Um, but I, I did feel kind of sad for him because he was trying to tell everyone, no, something's happening. And everyone's like, oh, that's not English. It's or basic. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's something. Basic, so yeah. it's just crazy. I think with the Padawans being better and having more responsibilities and granted, we only see like a little bit of it. And the, the, the Skywalker saga, they're much better at training their padawans absolutely like obi-wan didn't really do shit anakin certainly didn't do shit but you know here you've got um bell's twilight man um being like okay so you're gonna jump out of this plane now he's like just float down it's okay yeah and it's like it it they're forced to learn how to do shit and like um what's the Wookiee's name? Buryaga. Buryaga. His master, like, there's a whole thing. She fucking knew that she was going to take him and, like, went off and learned Shearwook. She was like, oh, it's hard for humans to do this with our vocal cords, but it's important for me to have this Padawan, so I'm going to fucking do it. Anakin wouldn't ever. Anakin barely wants to learn Ahsoka's name at first. (laughs) <laughs> like Qui-Gon would never yeah there's there's a lot more commitment I think and again maybe it's because you know the the light side of the force is really kind of the high point <laughs> it's at the high point of it <laughs> makes sense um, but like it, it is the stronger side at, during these times and, like, that's the side of the Force that the Jedi say they serve. So, like, I get it. But I just think it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Oh, will not be well when we return, as as Charles Soule said. I always... I, I'm 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 a sucker for those turns of phrase like chapter chapter ends all was well chapter starts all was not well. <laughs> it's like big narrator voice. Yep. <laughs> um... But thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Uh, make sure to get your vaccines, boosters, order your free COVID tests from the government, um, get your free COVID masks from your insurance company, do all this shit. Um, next episode, we're going to be reading chapters 19 through 25. Uh, and if you have the means, please give to your local food bank or go donate blood. And then if you want to support us, you can donate to the Tosh Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookhorsepod. Um, if you do so, we will continue to post more pictures of Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony. It's really not the benefit that it used to be because we just do that now because the world sucks and like people need some joy. But, you know, do it anyway. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. And our audio and production are done, as always, by Twin One, Kristen McDonald. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Horse Pod. From Miranda, Rana, Keeks, Kate, I'm Chris. We'll talk to you next week. Do it.